If you love talking about cats, but your friends and family are kind of over it, this is the podcast for you. Join your hosts, Danielle Stray-Wooley and Elizabeth calico Gearhart on the Jersey Podcasts, where everyday cat lovers share funny stories, challenging situations, and ask their questions about cats. All right, let's get right into this episode. Hello, everybody. I am Danielle Woolley, also nicknamed Stray. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, otherwise known as Calico. And we are the Jersey Podcats. Nice. You nailed it. So we've been going back and forth on that. If who's saying what? Is it going to sound a little crazy? But we're having so much fun here. And we do have a guest that we're going to chat about in just a moment. Um, and she's waving right now. Yes. I hope I'm recording it correctly this time. Last week was a little wonky. Um, but we're so excited to have you guys here. And I know we did an interim episode where Elizabeth and I were just sharing some updates about the transition of the show. It's not really a transition. That's maybe not even the right word. We're just kind of like going with the flow and the evolution of what our guests have been wanting, feedback we've been getting from the listeners about what they love. So we are still the Jersey Pod Cats. We both still love cats. We're going to talk about cats and animals, but we're really excited to be incorporating more stories from our guests about cool things they're doing in the world, things that they care about, nonprofits, so really lifestyle-related stuff, but we're still going to talk about cats, in case I didn't say cats enough. Right, and stories from us. Like, I have some pretty cool stuff that went on this past week Mm -hmm. that I can talk about. I got to sit in a throne. A throne? (laughs) A throne. So I went into the iHeart Studios in 55th Street. That's where we had been taping the Passage to, well, recording, excuse me, the Passage to Profit radio show before COVID. And we never really got back into the studio. We were at Tribeca. If you know New York, Tribeca is down towards the bottom of the island. And 55th Street is just above Times Square. So it's further north. And we hadn't gotten, we went back and said goodbye to Tribeca because they moved right after COVID up to 55th Street, redid everything. So I went to talk about the digital marketing they're doing for Gerhardt Law because I do marketing for Gerhardt Law, my husband's patent attorney, it's his firm. And we also wanted to see a tour. So Kenya Gibson, who is part of the Passage to Profit radio show, took me on a tour. It's beautiful all new studios and new mics and everything's new and clean and updated. And we went into the Z100 studio. So if you're from the New York area, that's where the throne was. Got it. Yeah. And it's funny because the guy there was named Max, which is the name of my cat, which is why we started this podcast, which I'm not giving a Max update this week. Uh, We'll wait and see what happens with him. But Mm -hmm. um, so they had a, and I guess that a few of the studios that are actually radio stations where they have actual disc jockeys that I guess get paid to do what we're doing. Um, Wait, yeah. people get paid to do this? I know, right? <laughs> so they actually have thrones, I guess, in a few. I think Elvis Duran has two thrones. In his oh, studio. really? <laughs> so I went and sat in the throne and I snapped a picture. That <laughs> does sound fun. It, it was so much fun going there and seeing everything. And they have this hallway that has these lights down it. And it's, it's a light tunnel is basically what it is. It's like they're bigger than like little diodes. I don't know. They're the size of maybe a little bit bigger than a quarter or something, just full yeah. of lights. And they can make them red for iHeart or white. And got a couple of pictures and videos of me walking around in there. Um, really, really fun. But for Passage to Profit, which I'm not really trying to use this to promote Passage to Profit, but uh, we will take people there. So Danielle's going to be coming into the studio with us whenever she's ready. 
Oh, thank you. To talk about this podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. That was um, fun. So you had a fun week. I had, I was trying to explain to someone earlier, like, you know, I call it like wacky Wednesdays. Like, I feel like I'm having like a freaky Friday, even though that is a saying too. Um, this week has just been crazy. Not in a bad way. It's just like, how is it Friday already? Like so many things going on. Um, but I'm happy that with some of the health stuff that I was going through, I actually can handle stress much better at the moment, knock on all the wood stuff around me. Um, but it's like, Ooh, it's Friday already. I can't wait to now dive into doing some creative stuff. So for those of you who haven't heard, this is a creative project for me and I love it because I love talking in case you didn't notice. Um, and I also like doing like the techie side of things, the social media and marketing. Um, I like that we actually have three marketing people on here right now too, which is fun. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to talk about the beautiful guests that we have sitting here, just kind of listening in in just a moment. Right. Um, but right. the crazy thing that I had happen is my cat. So as far as like kitty colds, um, you know, for those mm-hmm. of you who know, if one kitty cat gets a cold, especially like in a rescue environment, it can spread like wildfire. Um, and my cat that Thor that we had taken out to get um, his hair buzz because he had those knots. He came back, not from that, but I just think he had something brewing in him and just the stress of going to the groomer and getting buzz and everything. He had a little bit of a cold, but it went away quickly. So I was like, oh, great. I got lucky there. But since then, it's now been passing through my other cats in the house. And now it's back to Thor again. So he's been hiding out. So I feel like a mother where I've just been like getting up all night because usually they play at night and like Mm -hmm. make noises. And I didn't hear any noises the last two nights. So on nights I could have slept, I wasn't sleeping. So I'm like, something's weird here. I'm like checking on him. But he he seems to be okay now. Um, And then the other thing, my husband, he's a snowboarder. He Mm -hmm. hurt his shoulder snowboarding. So, you know, we had to deal with that yesterday, going get the x-ray and he'll be okay there. But it's funny how um, you don't think you have much going on until you sit down to say, oh, I got to think of some stuff to talk about, you know, on the podcast about what I did this week. And that's only two of like the 20 things I thought of. So I know I did a million other things too. We went out last night. Long story short, we Mm -hmm. have some rental properties and one of them needed work. And we, our rental properties are always rented because they're little houses and we allow dogs. And so mm-hmm. we always have people in our rentals, but I had to get this one fixed up. And this guy, actually, the city said, you have to mow the lawn in February. I'm like, what? And it's like, this has never happened before to get the certificate of occupancy. So this, did they go out there with like a little measuring tape? Make yeah, sure it was the, like only. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So the contractor that was doing all the other fix-ups mowed the lawn. So I'm like, okay, I owe you a drink, buddy. So a bunch of us went out to, we tried to get into this secret uh speakeasy in madison new jersey that's underneath this restaurant but there was a band there and it was packed so we went upstairs to the regular restaurant and sat at the bar and there was another band up there so it was really fun i am totally wiped today and then (laughs) i had i can't go out on school nights i say it's too much too much too much excitement for me i do want to insert a little cat thing but maybe i'll wait for later to insert my little comment about lily it's kind of okay Yeah, yeah i'll remind you I'll remind you. And then you mentioned something, which is actually a nice segue. And I'll, yeah, we're going to introduce Jenny now. Do you like how I'm thinking with myself forwards on YouTube? It's like, who is she looking at? I'm looking at my brains when I'm thinking my eyeballs go up. You can see your brain. <laughs> so, Mine's too um, small. I can't see it. Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> on, today, maybe we should start recording on Fridays. Maybe that's an issue. Yeah, yeah. Um. But so you had just mentioned like a rental property and dogs, um, and mm-hmm. that's a nice fit into a topic we're going to talk about shortly. And also, too, the most exciting thing that happened today, which is very timely, is um, my sister is a hospice nurse. So she was visiting a client, which, you know, on the sad side of things, obviously she's there because somebody's sick if she's going for hospice. Um, but she met a kitty cat named Munchkin, who's oh. 16 years old. 
Um, but unfortunately, the family needed to find a home for them. So she was messaging with me and I told her about the Tommy's Cats Rescue. She could send an email. We'll try to help cross promote. Um, and not even two hours later, my sister said, up oh, too late. I'm going to pick up the cat tomorrow. I'm keeping it. So now I have a oh. new niece cat named Yay. Munchkin. <laughs> and I think that that topic, as, as well as a rental property with doggies, I can now say, welcome, Jenny Ditas, to the show. Thank you. Or the episode or the podcast. Still not sure what we're calling it after all this time. Um, but I want to thank you for coming because you have a lot of really great stories that some of our listeners have asked, asked about, asked about, um, and previous guests have kind of alluded to. So I would love for you to say hello to everybody. Um, for anyone interested, Jenny is the um, PR coordinator for Chicago Pet Rescue. I had to make sure I was saying the right title. Um, and it's funny because I know that's her title, but she does so much more. And then she's also the affiliate marketing manager. Mm -hmm. um, for the, what's the name of that company? Radio America. Radio America. So she's got a lot going on and in all of that work that she's doing, she loves animals, but we're going to do a spin on things today. So yes, she loves cats and the rescue that she works with takes in a ton of cats. She is a dog mom. So she's going to talk to us today about like, yeah, cats cool, but I love dogs and we're cool with that. Welcome Jenny. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. I'm excited to talk to you. Now, Jenny was introduced to us through Elizabeth or through Calico, actually. So if you want to talk a little bit about how you guys met and how the world that you guys were talking about, how animals came up. So because I'm the affiliate marketing manager for Radio America um, and Elizabeth Calico (laughs) is the host of one of our fabulous shows, Passage to Profit. We were on a conference call and we were discussing work-related topics and, you know, what we could do to market that show. And suddenly there were animals in the background in our Zoom calls. There was dogs barking and cats crawling across the screen and all sorts of fun things. So we realized we were a whole collection of animal people on this call. So it instantly created a bond between Calico and I that we were animal lovers. And she invited me to be on this awesome show. So, so and that's funny because when you and I connected um, originally too, you had dogs in the background and you were apologizing. You're like, I'm so sorry. My dogs are barking. I was like, you never have to apologize to me, apologize to me about, about animals making noise ever again. <laughs> yeah. But that's Jenny, awesome. I want to, would you mind just elaborating a little bit about what Radio America does? Certainly. So Radio America is a syndication network uh, based out of Arlington, Virginia, and we have several shows, daily and weekend shows, uh, with a bevy of topics that we uh, have placed on talk radio stations. Across the country. Across the nation, yeah. So so what does the word syndication mean? It means you're on more than one station, right? Correct. Syndicate nationally. That's cool. Not just local. It's not just local radio. It's nationally syndicated. So So when you're not doing all that, you are working with Chicago Pet Rescue, right? Absolutely. That is my passion. My love, my passion. (laughs) Is it cold there right now? Because it's February. I remember being in Chicago because I lived in Michigan for a while. My husband's from Chicago. And when you walk downtown and those buildings are like a wind tunnel and that freezing cold wind just slices you in two 
It's it is it is freezing. Um, and it's funny because they call it the Windy City. People mm-hmm. think it's because of the cold wind, but it's not. It's because of the politicians' rhetoric. That's where the term <laughs> came from. <laughs> but it fits because it's definitely windy and cold as well. So which is funny because shock we're gonna hear now from the Chicago Tourism Office saying, please <laughs> stop saying scary things about Chicago. <laughs> oh no, but honestly, I love Chicago. Me the- too. The there's restaurants a, there. Yeah. I've been there a few oh. times and I just remember how good the restaurants and the were. jazz clubs, right? Blues um, a big thing, but we have tons of jazz clubs too. You're right. It's wonderful music, any kind of music you want. We have it here in Chicago. And great Gino's place. East pizza, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Blue Malnati's is another one. That's great. Okay. Yeah. There's Very tons cool. of great pizza places, but so, I wanted to go back, if you don't mind, to tell you more about Chicago Pet Rescue, because like I said, Mm -hmm. that's my heart. And uh, the rescue's been around for, uh, it'll be 13 years this October. And I've been involved. Thanks. And I've been involved with the rescue for 12 as of this April. And we rescue any kind of animal we can find a foster home for. I mean, we've taken in more cats than anything else, uh, dogs, guinea pigs, birds, uh, snakes, rabbits, uh, you know, lizards, any uh, chinchillas, anything we can find a foster home for, we take in. um, And, you know, we will not turn an animal away. uh, As That's really, really difficult. So kudos to you guys for doing that. I think it's the toughest thing is rescues having to turn animals away. Right. So where do you keep them? Are they all in foster homes or do you actually have a place? So we have, we don't have a central shelter. All of our pets are fostered in foster homes. And in addition, we have a couple of pet stores that we work with that give us foster space for cats only. And the cats that go there are hundred percent taken care of by our volunteers. Mm. We go in and we socialize them and, you know, clean their boxes and play with them and take hundred percent care of them, even though they're in a Uh, you know, a pet store environment, but that's very few number of our animals go there. Most of our animals are all in foster homes. So we can only take in animals that we have foster space for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. managed to rescue over 1700 animals in, you know, since inception. And you'll be happy to know that about 1200 of those animals have been cats. (laughs) Uh, Good job guys. Yeah. How many have been lizards? (laughs) Uh, A couple. Yeah, just very few lizards, maybe two or three. Um, And a couple of snakes, two or three snakes. Um, Tons of, we probably have done maybe 150 dogs. And again, it's, you know, we have to have the foster space, probably about 50 birds and maybe 100 guinea pigs, a lot of guinea pigs again. Um, And it's crazy the way we wind up, you know, getting in taking pets People are just the way they abandon animals is unbelievable. We've had people leave kittens, like a whole bag of kittens in a plastic bag on the door overnight at one of the, uh, you know, pet shop partners that we work with that we've taken. Thank God they've all been healthy and okay. And we've been able to rehabilitate, you know, animals that we've taken in that have been injured. We had a guy throw a puppy out of moving car window Mm. that a police officer brought to us. 
it's just been crazy. I do have one really cool story about that. Okay, let's switch to the cool. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's worth, just to pause for a second, I think it's worth for people to hear these things. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I was actually sharing with Jenny last time that we we were chatting that like, I just had no idea this stuff happened. Like, when people right. are talking about evil things and I'm like, what do you mean evil things? Like, why wouldn't someone just help an animal? I don't understand. So it's good for people right. to hear this. Yeah. And we can help them. So that's, you know, the good thing and bring them to their proper person or people. Um, the cool thing is that, you know, again, we don't turn any animal away that we have a spot for. And as I was explaining to Stray before the call, um, we always require that anyone return their animal to me, uh, to us, not me. I wish me. She wants <laughs> all of the animals all, in the world. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. <laughs> but if you have to uh, abandon your animal for any reason, which we try to do everything we can to help people stay with their pets. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have to abandon your pet for any reason, we require that it come back to us in the rescue. Um, but one started out horrible but it's a great story is uh we took in a kitten who was actually shot in the leg by a bb gun unbelievable but we had this kitten in for a while and it the leg was not doing well so we actually paid to have the amputation surgery for the leg on on the kitten Uh. And the, the cat did great. I mean, just wonderful. Got around, you know, like the ghost leg was there. Didn't even know that it was missing a leg. Just did a, you know, wonderful job of getting around without the leg. And the amazing thing is through the miracle of marketing and promotion and social media, a woman who had actually had her arm amputated found this cat instantly in love and came and adopted her. Aww. Yep. Her name, her name was Lacey through the rescue, and she changed her name to Gigi. Gigi is now 11 years old, and oh. her mom are doing fantastic. So That's a great story. Thanks. Yeah, we've had a lot of people asking us for success stories. I think because a lot of the highlights, especially with marketing, you know, and I don't 100% agree with this. Maybe we can talk about this in another episode, um, how I've been seeing a lot of rescues either swaying towards the look at how horrible the conditions are, help, mm-hmm. help, help. Um, so some do very successfully uh, ha- have success that way. Um, but then you have the other side of like, yeah, it's icky and scary and terrible, but leave that to us. We'll handle that. Look at the positive stories and like how great this animal is doing now um you know why wait why don't we talk a little bit about that i've been following you guys on instagram for a bit now um do you guys have like a way that you're promoting the animals you're rescuing and the work that you're doing to match them to homes so we do um we advertise the animals on uh instagram facebook uh twitter and uh you know, our website. Twitter. I wouldn't even think to check Twitter for stuff like that. Mm. I think politics on Twitter. I try not to look there. I know. I know. Twitter's <laughs> kind of going through a rough time. True, true. But yeah. we still use it because any outlet is a good outlet. Yeah. Right, right. Cats in need of homes or dogs in need of homes, uh, guinea pigs in need of homes. Um, but yeah, so we use a lot of social media. We also use our website. We also just use our internal network because, like I said, we have cats that are in pet stores being fostered mm-hmm. there. In some cases, we advertise and market all over the stores. Um, 
things like that are are the main way we get a hold of the people that wind up adopting our animals. Also, we do information and adoption events uh, mm-hmm. in stores all around uh all around Chicago and the Northwest suburbs usually. And we find adopters that way as well by getting the pets out in people's faces. So that's great. Oh, and then yeah, you do. Uh, I, I was going to say, she's your sucker. I, she's your number one. I, you know, I went to PetSmart. Yeah. I went to PetSmart and there was the cutest kitten there. Well, she's like four or five me, months. Like, Don't let me get it. Yeah, me like, get it. I've got to walk away. Elizabeth, just walk away. And I, I even, I don't know if you remember. And then I said, why don't you just start ordering your food online? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Trust me. I hear you. It's a good thing I work from home because I'd be in trouble if I was going places like that every day. I'd come home with the dogs. So I hear you. Now, you mentioned your website being really successful for you guys, and that's great. I manage the website for us, too, um, but it's more so as a direction point, more to validate that we're real because we're so small and there's really only three main volunteers. And we have a foster network, too, and we have other volunteers that jump in when they can. but we get hit a lot with like help, emergency. I don't know what to do. And what I notice about your website, you guys are really great with resources. Could you share a little bit about what people can do, even if you're not in the Chicago area? Like right. there's really great resources you guys do, which I think is a really positive thing for the community. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of our resources are national. They're nationwide. Um, we have, for example, if you do have to... Uh, Part with your pet for some reason. If you've tried and tried and tried to hold on to your pet, but you're being you're relocating, you're going to a place where you can't have your pet for some reason. Um, we do have you know options for you on there to help guide you through that and explain places where you can bring your pet to keep them safe. But we do everything we can to work with you to keep your you and your pets together, first and foremost. Second of all, uh, if you have to relocate, we have resources on the website like Zumper and People with Pets that give you nationwide listings for pet-friendly apartments like Calico was talking about her rental properties are. Um, So we've got listings where you can find pet-friendly properties. And I just want to say that's really huge because I didn't even know there's such a thing until I I met you. Um, Because a lot of the cats, we wind up having people with the emergency situation saying, please come get my cat. I'm moving and I can't take it with me. So if there was more resources to find homes with the pets, then we can keep those animals reunited. Um, they don't have to be surrendered. And then that helps offset some of the volume in the rescues. Well, you know, pets don't really do a lot of damage to properties. The last people had a dog in this house that we're renting. And there might have been a little bit of scratches here and there, but nothing, uh, probably just normal wear and tear stuff. I didn't see any damage. And they had to put down extra damage deposit. They had to pay a little extra rent. So not allowing pets. I guess if you have a big apartment complex, maybe it's hard if you had like 100 dogs in there or something. But um not allowing pets is, is tough. And, you know, I think that pet owners a lot of times are better at being renters because they're grateful to have the space where they can have their pet. Right. That's an interesting take. I hadn't thought of it that way. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell you too, that, uh, I'm incredibly thankful because I have two giant dogs. My, uh, Weimariner Tyler is 96 pounds. Oh gosh. 
page is a black lab Australian shepherd that we share, my brother and I, who lives upstairs. Um, and she is 57 pounds. So I've got a nice full house of dogs here. And anytime I sit down, they are right on top of me. So there's none of that keeping them off the furniture or anything like <laughs> that. So oh. exactly. So I'm very thankful to have a place where I can have my fur babies with me. So that's really great. So you love your dogs. I know you do. And I know you love all pets, all animals. Um, but why dogs? Like, I'm just curious. Like, is it yes. that you love all dogs? Is it that you just fell in love with your dog? Yeah, Danielle I and I that just, all the time too. We cannot, we cannot figure this out. Like how somebody could possibly like a dog better than they like a cat. Now, come on, spill it. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you this. There's so many reasons. And, you know, like I said, love cats too. My first cat was a pet. I'll tell you, uh, my first pet was a cat midnight, midnight, I'll tell you right? midnight later, but just as far as dogs go, I don't have any two-legged children. So to me, <laughs> yes, the the dogs are my four-legged children and I spoil them rotten. And I love the fact that they are much needier. I like that constant dependency. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're my babies. So then it goes back to making sure that animals are paired up with the right person. Because we were talking right. about that, too, about mm -hmm. making sure. And that's why socialization is so important in rescues um, and how sometimes I've had difficult conversations when I volunteer for another rescue that's mostly adoption based. They do most of the, the adoptions um, where I've actually had to tell people, sorry, we can't let you adopt this pet because it just it's not a match for you and the animal it's like thinking about both right. ends so it's like personality lifestyle needs so for me too because I work from home and I'm sitting at a desk all day a dog dogs are great for me because they force me to get up and go out and walk and exercise and be mm -hmm. active so for me that's perfect I need that and it cheers me you know they make me go outside in the sun when <laughs> I would be hiding here in the dark and they do fun things with you, like go camping and cuddle with you at night and keep you warm while you're, you know, out camping and hiking. That's great. And, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't see taking a cat camping. No. <laughs> there are a couple of people who have done that, but they've like dedicated the whole life of the cat to get them acclimated yeah. to that. And a certain cat with a certain temperament can do it, but you can't just go take a cat camping. I'm getting like really funny flashes now of stuff that can go wrong. Yeah. The, other, well, the other thing I love too is when it's nighttime and it's time to go to bed, you know, the dogs get in bed and cuddle with us mm -hmm. and, versus, you know, the cats zooming around the house and it's <laughs> up all night. So, yeah, like I yeah. said before, where I, the night I could have gotten sleep, I was concerned because there was no noises going on around. <laughs> Exactly. Well, so we we did an episode of Passage Prophet on Wednesday, and I have to come up with a question at the end for everybody that's on the show. Mm -hmm. So this week I came up with the question, and I can ask you guys this too: Which animal do you think would makes the best entrepreneur? Oh, probably a cat, actually, because they're independent and they don't care what anyone else says. Yeah. And that's what one of the five people said. Yeah, what, what do you funny. think, Danielle? That's funny. So I'm actually going a little bit more in the practical side. I'm uh -huh. thinking a bird because then they could just fly to their appointments and then like don't need to rely on a human to bring them around. <laughs> I, that's a good one. I think, you know, it's funny because it does reveal some of our personality. So one, I was going to say a dog. Because... I used to be a bird person. I used to have <laughs> yeah. birds. Nice. Oh, nice. But I was going to say a dog because dogs are so resilient. It's like somebody can get really mad at them and yell at them and they'll put their tail between their legs. And five minutes later, they're like, okay, well, let's go do business. 
<laughs> so, so, but somebody took dog. The main guest said giraffe to get that high level view. And Ri- Richard said a turtle because they can slow and steady. Yeah, slow and steady, and they're impervious to a lot of things. And so I had to come up with a new one because I was going to say dog. So I said an ant because ants can carry like, I don't know, 500 times their weight on their back. And they're used to working with other people to, or other ants to get stuff done and all this other stuff. So it was kind of a fun question. <laughs> I liked it. I think that that was fun because now I, I don't know that if you had told me ahead of time you were going to ask that, I probably would have overcomplicated my answer. But it was yeah. fun to just kind of pick one off the top of my head. Yeah. And that was a good one. I would love to be able to fly to wherever I need to go. Great. Nice. So, and it's probably because I've been looking at flights and they're really expensive right now. So that's probably why I picked that answer. (laughs) Have you had many birds? Um, So when I was younger, my mom did house cleaning for a woman that did bird rescue. So kind of like randomly came home with a bird one day, turned into two, turned into five. So growing up, we had a a couple of, of birds. Um, and then after my mom passed, we still had two of her birds. Um, so then they became my birds. And then my sister adopted a bird. And then she asked me to babysit and then moved out of state. So then we wound up keeping the bird. Um, and that was like our best friend. Her name was Polly. Not very original, but that's what her name was when she was rescued. <laughs> well, I thought bird people didn't really like cat people because or didn't like cats because I was I was said to Richard years ago I said you know it'd kind of be fun to go bird watching and I started reading some of the community forums on bird watching and they're like cats are evil cats kill birds so I don't know Jenny if you run across that with the rescue but we do I have to have a a lot of difficult and comfortable conversations with people too because it's like a cycle so if the cat's left outside it's funding for itself it's nature it's going to Mm -hmm. eat birds but if yeah. people would help keep cats inside or get them spayed and neutered, then they won't be outside to eat the birds. So we we have a couple of resources that we recommend of how to better protect your birdhouse, to try to help, you know, deter the cats from coming in your property. Um, but that goes back to like, I don't like titles of things because I'm not like a crazy cat person or a crazy dog person or a crazy bird person. I just like, I don't know. I love nature and animals and everything. And you guys, I love you guys. <laughs> Well, I get called a crazy person quite often. <laughs> None of these Nothing other to do with animals. Nothing to do with animals. Hilarious. <laughs> so, I know, Jenny, there's a couple other stories because there's some cool stuff you wanted to talk about. And I can't believe how much time we've gone through already. Would you like to maybe share one or two more things that you think would be awesome to share with everybody? Sure. I would love that. Thank you. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell you that even though I am the crazy dog lady, I'll say it. <laughs> And, you know, dogs are my number one love. I do love those cats. And it was midnight's fault. Here's here's a picture of midnight, my little kitty from childhood. My first pet. Oh, she's Aww. a tuxedo. Oh, yeah. she's adorable. Thank you. I love those little ears. Those ears are like mm-hmm. everything. Things I know. That's what the cat looked like that I had to walk away from at PetSmart Aww. a couple months I ago. <laughs> Just I, like I had trouble with that because midnight was funny. So I grew up in a divorced household. And so my dad would try to do things to, you know, show that he was the coolest parent. And... <laughs> I went with dad one day and came home with 
midnight. <laughs> did, did he do that for you or to get back at your mother? You never know. Probably a bit of both. And the first thing midnight did was walk in the house and stick his claws right in my mom's shears and slide down them. And all I wanted to do, he I probably to... trained the cat to do that. Exactly. <laughs> I just wanted an interactive pet, though. That's all I wanted. One, I could, you know, love him and hug him and call him George. I just wanted to squeeze mm-hmm. him and hug him and, you know, be, treat him like I got the dog. reference, just so you know. Yeah, thank you. I feel you. pretty smart. Thanks. You're I didn't get the reference. What was the reference? Come on. Who's George? It's a Bugs Bunny, an old Bugs Bunny commercial where uh, this big dog character is picking him up and going, I want to hug him and love him and call him George and squeezing <laughs> the bunny rabbits. Um, so that, that was the reference there. But midnight, like I said, I just wanted to touch him and hold him and, you know, carry him around. And he was not having it. He would go hide under my mom's bed. Mm. But the cool thing about midnight is, and this is where, you know, cats became so endearing and near and dear to my heart is Whenever I would be upset, I would be crying or hysterical, upset, mom told me no, whatever it was, I would go running in my bedroom and squeeze into this little space between the bed and the wall. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there crying. The second my bottom hit the floor in that spot, midnight would come running under the bed and climb right into my lap. And for that, you know, 10, 15 minutes when I was crying and hysterical and upset, he let me do anything I wanted. I could bet him oh. his ears and Aww. hug him and he purred and, you know, just did not leave my lap, would even go so far as to take his cute little sandpaper tongue and lick away my tears. So we Aww. were taught, that is adorable. And we were talking a couple episodes ago about Elizabeth said, like, what kind of animal like licks your face? I'm like, I don't even know any cats that will lick a face. And now we just heard of one. Yeah, we did. And I said, the kind of animal that licks your face is a dog. <laughs> I think their dogs are very cool, though. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my checkers thought she was a person and she was in a lot of ways. <laughs> so. By the way, I love your cat's names. I, I was an English major, too. So the Mercutio, I oh, adore you know. the Shakespeare reference and Thor, you know, the mythology. I love it. I love your cat's yeah. name. Well, Thank and I, you. I have Lily. And the one thing I was going to say about Lily, she has, first of all, she's taken to chasing her tail. I sent Danielle a video of it. It's hilarious. She's, she's like a couple of years old now, but she also, she goes in my bed and I have this white duvet and white pillows and everything. And she gets in there and she, she poses like in these, like, it looks like a picture you would see in a saloon in a cowboy I, saloon. I was going to say, woman. or like, a, <laughs> what do they call the um, centerfolds? Yeah, centerfold she, pose. she posed like it's so funny. She's so cute. Of course, my phone's never up here to get a picture, but I'm going to try one of these times. Uh-huh. She's You're adorable. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, how can people connect with you? You know, how? Should they follow you, follow the pet rescue, whatever else you want to kind of share to keep people in touch? Absolutely. ChicagoPetRescue.org is the best way to find the rescue, those great resource resources we were talking about. We even have a resource there to tell you how to clip your cat's nails and all sorts mm. of cool cat resources on there as well. But ChicagoPetRescue.org or go to the Chicago Pet Rescue page on Facebook or Instagram. Those are the best ways to reach us. And I'm actually the social media, one of the social media people. So I, if you're trying to reach me directly, you can send a message via inbox through the social media as well. 
Very cool. Excellent. It's been a joy having you here. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Give this podcast a rating so other cat lovers can find it. Connect with the Jersey Podcasts on social media or visit thejerseypodcasts.com and leave a message sharing a story or question about cats. Thanks again for joining us and we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>